Container queries, responsive design. It's crazy how far we've come after all this time. The way we're designing websites is changing, always evolving. That's why we do this thing. We podcast about tech tools tips and tricks every other tuesday at two i'm your co-host yuna and i am chris today we're talking about container, container queries. queries and we'll talk about responsive design we'll talk about all that stuff and how the ecosystem is evolving and ushering in a new era of a, responsive design a new era responsive uh, design <laughs> <laughs> i feel um, like we don't really like use our mics to the fullest and now we need to do some like dramatic well, anyways, <laughs> before we get started, a uh, quick word from our sponsors, <laughs> sponsor rather. Um, we are sponsored today uh, and for the next few weeks by a tool called Voyage, which we talked about a few times. It's a tool built by and for developers. Uh, it helps you create on-demand staging environments with every PR. You'll save at least five hours per week per developer on feature development and QA. They've got a ton of cool tools. Um, the things that are, we wanted to highlight are it's a full stack deployment. So if your PR has a backend, it's got some a Redis cache, it's got, you know, multiple repositories, it's got, you know, some complex shenanigans. Voyage supports all of it. Um, for every one of its deploys, you'll get a unique, PR, unique URL that you can share around. And in that unique URL, they've built in feedback tools. So if you share it with the PM, your PM can... Um, Drop a comment, and it'll be piped directly to your Jira or GitHub um, um, Git integration, which is super cool. And then finally, it's safe and secure. Uh, your code is completely secure and never accessible by, by any team, including Voyage. Um, and the plan also includes the ability to password protect your deployments. So if you want to share it, but you know only with a select subset of people, that is supported. So uh, set sail with Voyage and some save some time and headaches with their automated staging environments. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much for sponsoring our show, Voyage. Definitely check them out. Okay, let's do this. Where do we begin? Um, I feel like we last talked about container queries uh, in the show from... I think December in which we were talking about like things we're excited for yes. slash things we think are yes. coming in the future. And my friends were almost there. <laughs> which is wild to me. Do you want to do a quick rundown of what container queries are for people who aren't yes. uh, super up to date? So, um, okay. First of all, let me start by saying this is something that has been in the developer news lately because uh, container queries landed behind a flag in Canary, which means that they're experimental. This is in no way something that you can use in your day-to-day -day work yet. It is a prototype that is being worked on and figured out, and we're still working on also the finalized spec in the w no, CSS working group for container queries. So subject to change, but the fact that this is possible now behind a flag in a browser is like, completely mind-blowing because this is something that developers have been asking for literally for 15 years and it is just so exciting to see it um 
for those of you who are not familiar with container queries, for those of you who don't follow what the spec, you know, details and not notes, you know, on a daily basis. <laughs> well, um, it's also like just this concept. So, okay, yep. contain. So, okay, let's start with responsive design, right? right so, responsive yep. design right now is kind of like you use app media and yep. you query the viewport for information, yep. and you do like app media, like screen and max width, 300 pixels, mm -hmm. and you do a style, and then you do another media query for like a bigger style. So that's like one way to do responsive design. It's like the first way that we really had with like media queries and um, evolving from fluid to responsive layouts. Now there's a bunch of other axes of responsive design, like uh, theming, like dark versus light themes, like prefers, Reduced motion, prefers contrast. There's a ton of media queries that we, I believe, did talk about. At some point, we must we must have talked about this. Yes. Probably. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, um, I've been, I don't know, follow my other stuff. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and follow Adam Argyle and follow yeah. our team because we talk about this stuff. Um, okay. So, so you, you can resize elements within the page based on media queries you're yep. querying the viewport for information yep. so you can change the style of your cards and your lay like your layout re shifts and your sidebar but what we've never had the ability to do is have the actual containing element get styling information from its own parent We've only been able to get the styling information from the viewport from the global context of the page so this yeah. is now local context. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. means that that component can own all of its styling information, which is so cool because you could do things like micro layouts within like a macro layout. You could do things like really nuanced UI patterns and you can make things that just fit into multiple places like like we do now with design systems. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where like, you know, you know, four years ago, React exploded this Floated onto the scene, and they're like, "Hey, you know, make everything a component." And so, um, you know, in UI engineering, it's kind of we've all trended this way, where we've we now build our applications in this componentized model. Mm -hmm. But until now, uh, or until soon, uh, the only way to make your components responsive is use, use JavaScript, and then you have to manage resize observer and all that kind of shenanigans, and that just kind of sucks. Um, and nobody's really. I wouldn't say that's a common thing that people do because it's so annoying to like juggle. Yeah, I mean, and Resize Observer has its own like browser support issues, right? So I think Resize Observer is supported in like evergreen browsers, but if you wanted to do anything beyond that, it's not going to be that that great. And so, um, and also just kind of managing, you know, what should be done in CSS and JavaScript can yes. kind of make your code base a little bit more complicated than it should be, right? So. Yeah. So that's um, where like the mixing logic and styling comes in. And that is generally like a code smell. Yes. Um, we do love, I mean, uh, CS and JS is fine, but there are some things that are just that's better. Different. Is, you yeah, still are separating your style yeah. from your logic. But if you're yeah. mixing in Resize Observer to yeah. write styles, that's where yes. I think you're starting it's, to get into. It's hard to read code bases that use this kind of stuff. So um, when I read the post in the firm, Merriam, Susan, Miriam Suzanne? Miriam Suzanne, who does a lot of work on this and is leading the effort to write this spec. Um, yeah, I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is actually real. Because for such a long time, it was like said, hey, this is impossible. 
it's not going to be performant enough in browsers um, and just suck it up developers um, it came out such, such, such an out of left field for me um, seeing that this news. is the thing I feel like people have been asking if it's for a long time and writing about how we need element queries another word for container queries is element oh, right. queries people yeah. will refer to that um, but the technology has changed in a way that we can now build this into the browser and that was also something that like the chrome team even a year and a half ago year ago like wasn't sure if we could do but with changes to like the layout engine and all these updates to the browser over time it's now made it possible and also containment has made this possible so the ability to contain styles like to contain paint and size and layout enables this so um like one thing that the flag also introduces in canary is this concept of inline containment so containing the um only like in one axis Ooh, wait. yeah in this, this let, does this let me do overflow auto overflow x and y on separate things what do you mean? Sorry, this might be completely completely separate, but right now, <laughs> sorry, a quick sidebar uh, on containment because I have no idea what this is. Um, so right now, when you do overflow X and Y, uh, you can't do overflow auto on X and scroll on Y because they're part of the same thing, right? So when you set it, set it to one, it does it to both. Wait, 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 wait. You, you can't? Yeah. So oh, like, you're talking you, about containing, like contain. Cont yes. Uh, sorry, like, 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 yeah, Are you talking so like, about overflow um, or containment? Because they're over, overflow different. Okay. Uh, rolls up to the containing element, right? And the containing element has those two axes of X and Y. And right now you can't. I don't know this well enough really to des describe it. So it's a little bit confusing of yeah. a topic. <laughs> and honestly, like I even get mixed up and confused about it. Um, the, the whole idea of containment and the okay. contain CSS property is to improve performance by isolating a subtree of the page from the rest okay. of the page. Okay. So um, with things like um, content visibility auto, that applies containment until yeah. something is um, resize observer about to enter the screen so okay. that you don't have to render that off screen content, but it yes. still exists in the DOM tree. Okay. Gotcha. It's like not like the paint isn't rendered. The okay. geometric styles aren't rendered until yeah, it's yeah. about to enter right, the screen. Right, right, right. So there's a lot of like cool new CSS properties that use containment and it's like a whole thing. Uh, it's mostly a performance optimization, which is I think dope that you can do performance optimizations like with CSS like this. Um, yeah. But that's kind of like where contain lives. Okay. It, it's an isolating factor. Is there a good place to read about contain? There is a well if you want to just generally learn about css containment um mdn is a really good resource okay i did write a post about content visibility auto okay. and um, some of the performance implications of what you can do there uh, with a demo of like how it can significantly boost performance and okay. so what you'd want to do there is you'd want to chunk your page into pieces um apply content visibility auto and then give them like a contain intrinsic size which okay. would then set an approximate height because what happens with containment is when you scroll and that content then pops in your your scroll bar will resize right because yes. it is now yep. uh painting 
yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of like to help prevent like a lot of like scroll bar, like jacking, like kind of like, you know, um, but there's there's a bunch you can do. Uh, definitely check out that article. So it's web.dev slash content visibility. Okay. The dash. We'll put these in the show notes. Cool. Um, and then MDN docs are always great and clear. So that's that's more about containment. And then containment kind of leads to container queries because we now have an isolation of that node right. in in the DOM um, okay. for styling yep. purposes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the container query will read... Currently, it only works with inline access. So like in an English language, the horizontal. Um, it doesn't work with block access at this time. It reads the size of the parent. And then you could use that size to style the child. So you okay. could put like a card in a sidebar or in a yeah. body or in a mm -hmm. hero. And it will look different based on the size of its parent container, not the size of the entire viewport of gotcha. the page, which is like the mind like ah, thing that just just completely changes everything because as you mentioned really eloquently we build contain we build component-based systems we don't build yeah. page-based systems right yeah and right now the only way that we could style components and restyle them is page-based it's not component-based and this is a component model that enables that <laughs> You know, it's very psyched. You know, if you had a, if you could, we need to, uh, one day we'll do a live video stream of this so people can see how excited you are <laughs> on talking. Um, I like doing like hand fart <laughs> noise. There's like, like a lot of, a lot of arm motions happening right now. It's, it's pretty wild. Uh, um, no, but you know, and to your earlier point, you know, I figure, you know, in almost every scenario when I'm thinking about how I would use container styles, I think about it in the, horizontal manner, right? I'm not really thinking about it, vertical height per se. I need it, I mean, my card size, you know, when, when the browser horizontally shrinks to a certain point, swap to a different dimension as opposed to the vertical one. So that, so that like, that um, uh, constraint, I don't think will really affect most people probably for container queries once it rolls out. Wait, what, right. say that again? Sorry, so I'm, I'm thinking, so I'm thinking through how I would use container queries and um, you mentioned that right now container queries only work on the inline access as opposed to the block access. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of ruminating over this as you were saying it. Um, and I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, for 99% of my use cases, I don't think I'd ever use container queries for a vertical access anyways. I'm, I'm not really worried about how tall it is um, most that's, of the time. That's what I think my use cases too. It's mostly about the width. Yeah. Um, but I I can't think of every single use case, you know. <laughs> what? Like, Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they exist. Um, yeah, I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of a shift in patterns too, where yeah, you know, you can create app-like UIs on the web, and maybe you don't want your app to ever scroll. Maybe you want it to yeah. live inside of the page you land on, um, and have like internal scrolling. Right. Yeah. So there might be some toolbar or somewhere that you'd want yeah height yeah um okay so how would someone try this out today right now if i wanted to go out and try container queries so you gotta have uh the latest canary 
Okay. Then you go to Chrome colon slash slash flags in the URL bar, and then you turn on enable CSS uh, container queries. I think it's just the flag is enable, enable container queries. There's dashes in between. But if you just look like Command F container queries, you'll find it. Um, you turn on the flag. And um, there's sort of a two-step process. So in order to do this right now, you would have to set containment on the parent. So you'd put like um, dot hero grid for your class and inside that contain, like maybe say like inline size or layout size. Right. Okay. So you set yeah. containment on the parent and then like a media query, you would do okay. a container query. And so yeah. media queries are at media, container queries are at container. And then you yeah. put a min width or a max width. And then inside of that, you would put the code for the children that you want to style. So um, you could do like a card inside of that and then apply the styles. So it would work visually just like a media query for a width would, but right. with the at container for the gotcha. parent. Yeah. Um, and that is the current syntax. That's not to say that it won't change, okay. but this is what you can do today to try it out. Yeah. And um, Miriam also has a code pen like bucket of a bunch of demos of these if you just want to like play with those we'll also yeah. link that in the show notes and for more information about the current progress in the spec um, you can go to css.oddbird.net and that's a key link here too um, so there's a bunch Ooh. of links to like the history of the thinking behind this and um, a bunch of issues that are open um, constraints so tons of information in here, like tag review um, for for you to get into the meat of container queries. The meat and potatoes. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm clicking around on the site and it's so wondrously laid out and so easy to read, which sometimes is so hard to do for spec stuff. So uh, this is yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it's like an aggregate and it makes, mm. it's not it's not just an aggregate, but it's an aggregate plus notes. Yeah. Um, so I definitely appreciate this. Miriam's awesome. It's really cool to see this all coming to fruition. Yeah. And I'm so excited. So Chris, like, what are you going to use this for? Um, so for in my, so um, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm trying to figure out how do I distill this down. So this is also we, like the tip of the iceberg. There's, I know, there's a yeah. lot more to get into, yeah. like, you know, container, uh, yeah properties, uh, like container units that we might need. Right. Like there's, a, there's a bunch of stuff. So for me, you know, this has been something on my mind because I have been pushing my team over to this whole concept like micro UIs. Um, and just to re step back to define that, you know, we are trying to make more and more smart components where our apps are composed of smart components that, that do the fetching, they do all the data stuff. Um, and then the app is simply the... Um, the glue that sticks these things into a layout. Um, I've been like trying to really get this this uh, this this analogy to altered carbon through, um, but not enough people have watched that show. So it's just me rambling around about sleeves and and minds and bodies and and everyone's like, Chris, stop talking. I'm like, fine, it's fine. <laughs> Chris, um, stop trying to make fetch happen. I, it's essentially what people are saying to me. I'm like, eventually it'll click click through. Anyways, but. Um, we are in the middle of the process of kind of building a new kind of suite of applications where a lot of the applications have tie into each other. And so because of this, 
more and more of our pages are becoming components that we're sticking to a shared library somewhere that you can pull in and just drop into an app. And so for me, container queries is kind of like this. It's like perfect for this because these all these components are very, very smart. They're very heavy. They're not just like they're not just a button. They are like a piece of composed UI, but they have to fit into different contexts and be smart enough to figure out how to, to properly do all their stuff. And so um, what we've been doing in the, in the, in, for now is basically saying, hey, every component takes up 100% of the width, and then it's up to the layout component to figure out how do I do these things. But once container queries exists, then we can KO that kind of layer of glue from layout components and move it all into the smart components. And that will be wild for us because we have so many engineers, so many, so many applications. And if this, just, if this just works, we can just drop things into various places. Um, that's going to be pretty, pretty game-changing. I, I like that you called them smart components. That's not something that I've heard before. That's like a, especially because you're talking about not just a UI, not just layout, but you're talking about data and fetching data inside of components. And I mean, a lot of components do that, but like you have this encapsulated view of this individual block. Yeah. So I, I didn't make it up. Uh, I don't think I, I, I've heard the phrase dumb components a lot, which is like stateless components. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't really hear about the, the, the other version of smart components I as feel like often. That's just components usually, <laughs> components, cause, cause right? especially in React and yeah. other frameworks, like yeah. you know, always pulling props or some other data. Yeah, I think for me, the, 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 the main breakpoint of why, why I'm calling them smart is that they are doing data fetching and data mutations as well. Um, so they're almost their own mini applications, but yeah. in componentized forms. I really like to think about some of the things that Container Queries unlocks for us as enabling micro UI and um, I'm taking like a step back from smart layouts. I'm sort of just talking about the visualization and the styling aspect of this, but um, I built a demo that was a calendar component and the calendar used media queries to resize from a sort of like a, a weekly list view to a a single pane view. So, you know, imagine like, I don't know, Apple calendar or Google calendar, like you have like your weeks, that it's like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like across the weekly view. And then when yeah. you resize, it goes to like a one column. So right. yep. I was still using a media query for that because I wanted it to shift based on the global viewport. But then I was applying micro layouts to the scheduled events where I was adjusting the font size to be a little bit smaller to better fit the space. The right. date on the top to adjust, to relay right. out, yep. to like stack to better fit the space. And so with container queries, we can now progressively enhance our UIs mm. to have these micro improvements, these micro enhancements to layout that become micro layouts. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's I, like I a, don't know. It's a cool. Yeah. It's a. It's a cool model to think about. Like, what's your macro layout? That's your media query, and your media query is also not to size, but you know, user preferences, things like yeah. that. And then the micro layout is the information that the component owns, what right. what it styles itself to be. Yeah, I I don't know. I I am stoked for container queries to hit like the hit GA because I just I just feel like once this is in here, you know, it just changes how it just it it will change how I do components quite a bit, right? Because I will stop doing with one hundred percent, and I will actually 
give it some dimensions and like it'll be it'll be clever enough to figure out how things work i'm 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 you know for me this whole like concept of smart ui smart components micro ui um whatever word you want to use for this is 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 just so interesting because um once you've got it down like you're you're really unlocking a different way of of composing you composing applications together so uh, stoked a bit. Very excited for this. Um, is it, do you have any secret information about it's like a potential? Um, check out the check out the CSS working groups uh, issues if you want to participate because it's okay. all public discourse. Um, lots of stuff to discuss. Like one thing that I would like to figure out, but I think it's impossible, is how can we do responsive images for container queries? Like oh, how. Okay. Yeah. How can we send the right image size based on the container, not the viewport, when you don't have the information ahead of time that you would? Right. It's yeah. it's really tricky because it's kind of like, when do you paint? Like, when yeah. do you need that image information? Um, so that, I think, is a, a big challenge. I don't know if there's a good answer to it. But there's just a ton of discourse um, on GitHub for the CSS working group. Feel free to leave your comments. Also check out Miriam's work and css.oddbird.net with some of the uh, container information stuff. Um, most, I mean, this is all like public. This is all spec work. Yeah. There's no there's no secret sauce. No, the secret no, sauce no is secret, like we're working fine. on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I am stoked that we got to have this discussion way sooner than I thought we would. Yeah. Because like we we were in December like oh what a dream that would be what a dream, <laughs> what, a dream. what a what a vision that will be one day maybe yeah. in twenty twenty five so and if you liked our show give us a thumbs up on wherever you're listening to the show share it with a friend give us a comment uh, feel free to add us on Twitter um, and uh, we do read reviews so you know. Tell us nice things. We yes, and <laughs> let's also give a last shout out to our sponsor today. Yeah, a big shout out again to Voyage, a tool built by and for developers. Um, Voyage again lets you create on-demand staging environments for every PR you make. You'll save at least five hours per week per developer on the feature development and QA. Um, if you head to their site, voyageapp.io, and use promo code promo promo code toolsday, you get twenty percent off your first month. So thanks again, Voyage. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye all.